0: Paso, passo
1: Podcast Welcome back to the podcast, Jessa, and congratulations on the uh, House Joint Resolution 1. Moving on through the Senate, um, we spoke uh, in previous episodes about this and, and you helped educate our community about it. Um, how are you feeling uh, with where things are now?
0: Wow, that is a big question. And well, first of all, Miles, thank you for having me back on the show. What a whirlwind it's been. Um, You know, when it passed out of the Senate, it, it felt like I was exploding and imploding all at once. It was just such an intense feeling um and yet also strange because usually we're all together in the roundhouse when we have a, a victory and this year um we had to get on phones and chat uh threads and and really just check in with one another as we all celebrated this huge accomplishment after over a decade of, um, of struggle and advocacy to pass this. So thank you for the question. I think I'm still figuring out how, how I'm feeling after such a, a, an incredible, um, uh,
1: journey. Being kind of the middle, middle person out here, um, what I gathered for those who haven't, uh, been as close to the process as we've been, or certainly, um, uh, you've been you've been closer than I, but we had our Taos town hall uh where we had some of our state representatives as well as uh Senator Gonzalez on there, and Taos showed out uh really strong for um supporting h j r one and what they knew of it. Um, come to see that it moves through various committees in the state Senate, and then Senator Gonzalez uh, expresses his support for that, um, and it has moved on through the Senate. What I um, am under the impression of is that the next step for this uh, motion to increase funding for early childhood, as well as um, those doing the work uh, and the families who need it, is that it will go to a state vote at some point in the future. Is that accurate?
0: That is correct. That is correct. And so while we have passed a huge um, milestone, we aren't done yet. Um, It will go to the voters in uh, November of uh, 2022. So it's a ways off, um, but it gives us time to plan a campaign and make sure that we get our messaging correct um, because it is a very important issue that the voters will be deciding on. And before we jump headlong into that conversation, I just wanted to back up for a minute and really thank your State Senator um, Gonzalez for his support uh, in Senate finance. His vote was pivotal in getting out out of the Senate Finance Committee and over to the Senate for the uh, vote of the full Senate. And, uh, you know, there was really great questions from him during the committee hearing, um, really understanding the nuances of it. You know, he has a background in education, so he's very passionate that we're making the right decision and uh, that will benefit early childhood as well as, as the whole education system. So I just want to give a shout out to all of the community of Taos and your senator and representatives for, um, really fully backing this proposal.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and we've done what we can to start um, sharing that public appreciation of Senator Gonzalez um, and his support um, on our social media. If anybody would like to follow Paso Taos on Facebook or Instagram and such. Um, so interesting uh, that the vote will uh, come to the public in November of 2022. That certainly does give us a lot more time to prepare for that and uh, help. Uh, educate uh, all of us, really, um, including myself, on what it all means. What passing that sort of uh, is, would it would it become a law, or would it become a what, what's what, what's the term for the the goal here?
0: Yeah, that's a really wonderful question. So essentially, what we're doing is amending our state constitution um, because the land grant permanent fund is governed by our state constitution, and so we had to go the route of. Really, just analyzing our Constitution and rewriting it word for word in the black and white. So it's even uh, it's even a bigger structural change than law. Laws can, you know, be created and then uh, then take then uh, undone just by the legislature. But the reason we're going to the voters is because it's in this case it needs the approval of the legislature, and then one step beyond that, it needs approval of the voters. What is really exciting is that this constitutional amendment to increase the distribution from the land-grant permanent fund for New Mexico's children, um, it has no sunset. In past years, when they have done these kinds of proposals, they've put a 10-year sunset on it, or a five-year, depending on which one. And this one has no sunset, which means if we wanted to decrease the distribution, we'd have to go back to the voters. And the likelihood of that change happening is very slim. So we are literally creating a reliable, sustainable funding source for early childhood education and K-12 into perpetuity for, uh, for as long as we can see. And what's incredible is that this fund is really robust. And, and what we've really been arguing the whole time and it's just become more and more uh, to the forefront is that um, we're really trying to strike a balance uh, for generational equity in that we're spending on today's children balanced with what we're saving for in the future. And what we had been doing up until now is we were saving more for the future than we were spending on our kids. So we were out of disbalance. With this increased distribution, it's gonna strike a, a better balance in that we're investing in today's kids as well as saving for, for future uh, generations. So. It's just really exciting. So we're, we're one of the first states in the country to recognize early childhood within our state constitution. Um, even in, in one of the pieces uh, put out by the Santa Fe, New Mexican, New York Times, they, they re- re-quoted New York Times column, uh, columnist, Nicholas Kristoff, And he noted that this amendment that made it through the legislature, he tweeted, congrats to New Mexico which is so close to becoming the first state to declare a right to early childhood education. Um, he goes on to say there's no silver bullets, but early childhood programs do a lot to create a fair and higher-performing society. So, you know, it's we're excited in New Mexico, but we're also getting noticed across the country for this pivotal uh, landmark decision that we are about to make as a state to really, honestly, truly do a huge step forward in ending cycles of generational um, disenfranchisement from early childhood programs that really get at the core of ending the cycle of poverty. So it's just, I think what we're going to see play out in the years to come is just going to be phenomenal. Of course, like I said, it's not done. We, we have to really get a clear message to the voters because... Things like this don't always pass, you know. If, if folks don't really understand the nuances or, or have an, an idea of the goal of, of what's before them, so it's going to be really important for all of us to be on board and have really good messaging, uh, so that we don't we don't let some sort of um, sort of bad information or, or misinformation uh, get uh, underneath and, and undermine um, the incredible uh, path forward that that we have ahead of us.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, as you mentioned, there will be uh many months between now and when it's up for vote uh in November of twenty twenty two. I guess just uh taking a moment and I know you're planning some well deserved uh time off and break perhaps from this um as an area of focus um among the many you address. What looking back, you know, at the uh the decades as I understand it that this has been something that um people in, in this profession have wanted to see happen is it easy to determine the points at which uh, the tide was turning? Um, or have, has a lot of this been more sudden? Um, I know that having uh, established the early childhood and care department in the state of New Mexico seems to have played a role in having the sort of oversight that the senators hoped um, this process would moving forward. But um I, is it easy to look back on on the years even before perhaps you were involved in the work um that have led to this uh to determine um w- what what were those key moments
0: yeah definitely no there's been there's been so it's like sort of the interweavings of of streams that they, they come together and then spread back out again and come back together there's been so many things that have influenced this journey over the years and probably don't have enough time to go over all of them, but some of the big things is, you know, we, you know, I, I work for the H.I. St. Joseph's Children and I'm the public policy director there. We're a 501c3. So do we don't get involved in the uh, the political process. We work with the legislators that the voters send to us. Um, but the mere fact that we have been pushing this over and over again, you know, uh, folks who do the uh, the, uh, the questionnaires for elections, this became a litmus test for candidates whether or not they supported the constitutional amendment for early childhood so so this really became something that people were talking about the public the public got behind us um because they knew that this was a really great investment um of our state funds and so it really became if you know, when it when they went to the ballot box if, if, if um elected officials or candidates supported this or not so this even though we don't get involved in the election process this affected the outcomes of elections um and so, like I was saying, we, we uh, work with the legislators who, who are in the roundhouse and we've every year gone off and kept up the, the pressure and the dialogue saying, OK, let's get the land grant permanent fund for early childhood. It's reliable. It's sustainable. Also, important to note, it will not raise anyone's taxes one penny. So this won't affect folks' taxes and it will be a huge investment in our in our community. It's like moving the money from our savings account to our checking account. Mm. So, you know, it was really something that we felt very passionate we had to do to address the systemic uh, funding uh, for early childhood. So every year, you know, when we started this 10 years ago, they were sending very little into early childhood, very little. And so every year, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And so that that built up to it and then there was the trust and then uh was the the uh the department the ecd which really put into structure into place the structure to uh facilitate the usage of this money and so you know they would say no we're not going to give you you know the land program, but let's 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 do something else so every year has been building up to that um and you know it last uh election which was you know our senators our state senators uh, elect they go up for election every four years and uh this past cycle election cycle some folks who have been in there for very very long time lost because they didn't support this issue in the past um namely a couple folks was uh, Senator John Arthur Smith was a uh, very powerful chairman of Senate Finance lost his uh, primary election uh, to a challenger who supported this as well as uh, Senator uh, Sanchez uh, Clemente Sanchez um, who's uh, from the the grants area and he um, he also didn't support this and he lost his primary. So Those are just a few examples, but um, that was really a turning point because they were, as well as Senator Mary Kay Payton from the the Las Cruces area, Doña Ana County, they were roadblocking this every year, and eventually the voters just said, okay, you're not going to send it to us, we're going to send somebody else to the roundhouse to see if they can get it to us. So it's all of those things, um, you know, just like a... A complex novel, you yeah. have all these different uh, storylines coming to, to create this larger narrative and, and picture of, of what is happening in the, the story of New Mexico politics and education.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for that context. Um, as we wrap up, um, obviously, this uh, initiative has been central As far as getting the importance of early childhood, uh, those years, those experiences, and what young uh, uh, you know young people are are um, uh, experiencing is is important. And that and this is part of that message and process. Um, Are there other immediate needs? in addition to this that that you know folks that you work with or are in circles with are talking about that they also hope will gain some traction on perhaps even outside of the legislature in the near future? I know there's a wide variety, but just curious if any any come to mind.
0: Yeah, no, that's, a you know, such a great question. There's uh, so many things to work on it. And this session, my goodness, they addressed so many big pieces of legislation. It's phenomenal what was accomplished this year. Um but you know taking a step back and and from saint joe's perspective we always look at what are the big issues what are the the really systemic things that could just help our state just leap forward and you know there's there's a lot of things to look at and 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 we really um, we really aren't sure what is the, the focus. I know some, some people are really looking at and have been looking at a long time, why isn't our legislature a paid legislature? Mm. You know, we're one of the few volunteer legislatures in the country, and it it has, it's difficult, right? Like, it's hard for everyday mom and dad uh, teachers just, everyday new mexicans to run because they have to work and so it really limits the amount of people who run for office um, because you either have to be um, retired or independently wealthy or able to take several months plus all the interim meetings out of work every year and so um you know it could really be interesting to to take a look at that and see how would having a paid full-time legislature really help um sort of so that people aren't having to work and do this and it could really uh give uh more time to the important decisions that legislators need to make as well as increase uh, the competition so that's one big thing that could really structurally change our state um, you know there's there's a lot of other things um, but it's we're just going to have to see um what what uh what we might look to uh, moving forward
1: Great. Well, thanks again, Jessa, for uh, spending so much time um, supporting our community and educating our community and myself on these topics. Thanks for all of your work, and I uh, I hope you enjoy uh, some time away from, from this huge initiative with its great success this year, and uh, we'll keep doing what we can on our side, and uh, we hope you have a wonderful day.
0: Thank you, Miles. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Paso a Paso <laughs> podcast. <laughs>